On this week's episode, we talk about Pokemon Go, a Battlefield television show, and whether or not gaming is better than it used to be. Welcome to Video Games, eh? Everyone and welcome to Video Games, eh? the very Canadian podcast where we talk about the latest video game news, the games we've been playing recently, and other video game related stuff. My name is Garrett May and with me as always is my co-host Josh Taylor. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm doing well today, Garrett. Today was a long day at work, but it's over, so now I'm doing well. Good to hear, buddy. Good to hear. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, we've done a show of Video Games, eh? and we apologize for our loyal viewers out there. Mm-hmm. The three or four of you who were wondering where we were, we're, we're not sure. We uh, we just yeah, dropped the ball on that one. Our bad. Um, Our we're bad. back we're back. with a brand new, not that new, format for the show. Um, so we got a little bit bored about what we've been playing this week because uh, we haven't been playing much. We're, we're working hard. Um, so we're just going to talk briefly about the stuff we've been talking playing this week. Um, and I will start Josh. I've been playing Lego okay. Lego Star Wars. Dude, you got to tell me how that is cuz that I was actually thinking about buying that. I was thinking about investing in all of the Lego franchises, not all of them, but well, Yeah, I, they're all great games. Um right. and the the older ones are pretty cheap these days uh on Steam and you can get them at pretty good prices. So, I definitely recommend looking into those if you haven't already. Um Lego Star Wars The Force Awakened is the one I'm playing. Uh, the Force Awakens, and it's uh, so far it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I, it takes a little bit to get into because there's a bunch of mechanics. I haven't played one of these games for a while, so you kind of kind of got to wade your way into it. But uh, no, it's pretty cool. So check it out if you've got the cash. Yeah, what's uh, that? Just follows the story of the most recent movie, right? That's right. And it it follows it like exactly, but it has its own kind of sense of humor. Yeah, right? well, and there's the the spin-off levels and stuff, for, for example. So, like, you know, in the beginning when you play as Poe Dameron and little BB-8, uh, okay. and, like, in the time, it, in the movie, it's like five minutes, but the game stretches it out to, like, you know, a whole level. Right. <laughs> um, stuff like that. But it's fine. There's cool little puzzles and, and how stuff. Long, how long is the game? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm only a couple hours in, so... I'll let you know when I finish. Well, how, if you're only a couple hours in, how far like do you think you are based on movie progression storyline? Mm, early. Oh, okay. That's early. Good. So I think it's going to be a fair amount of play time. I hope so. Gosh, paid enough for it. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it should be longer than the movie. That's I hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Um, is there a lot of collectibles and stuff? Like, oh, yeah, so much. Just I so heard. too much collectibles. Like enough collectibles. Yes. So. What about you, buddy? Anything you've been playing this week, or you've been taking it easy? Uh, okay, I've been mostly taking it easy. I haven't played a whole bunch of games. Like I've only I played a little tiny bit of Wolfenstein: The New Order. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I did. I I thought to myself, I should give first-person shooters a try, and I don't really like multiplayer. I like yeah, anything. Yeah. So I I've heard that that's a really good single-player shooter. So nice. I decided I'd give that a try, but I only played. Maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> See, we got to figure our, our shit out for you guys because we're not playing a ton of games right now because we're working hard to get quality programming out to all of our fans out there. Exactly. Um, I've been working on a couple of reviews and stuff lately, so um, but you'll see all those in due time. 
in due time. Um, no but let's move on. Let's wait, move wait, wait, wait. on. We're do- oh, what, what do you got? Whoa. Whoa, I also played a little bit oh. of a game called Convoy. I'm not sure if we talked about that on this podcast. Before. I don't think we have. Okay, have we ever talked about the game called Faster Than Light? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, uh, both of the <laughs> games are similar. Faster Than Light came out first. And it's like a space game, and you kind of control. It's just a view of your spaceship. Yeah. And you control your crew, and there's different rooms, and you can man the rooms, and like that gives the rooms bonuses. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. You have to manage power, and you fight enemies and stuff. Right. Convoy, it's like that, but instead of a crew and stuff, you're managing a convoy of cars. So you have like one main car that always stays in the middle of your screen, and then you have like little smaller jeep-style cars. That like can go around, and they're all mounted with weapons and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, it's actually really fun. And then that—that's like the combat screen, and then the overworld is like a big map, and you got to drive around and collect parts for your spaceship that's crashed on the planet. Cool. It's, I think it's really good. It's fun, and it's like it's like faster than light. And faster than light, if you go all the way to the end and then die, like it doesn't matter. You lose all your save stuff. Like as soon as you die, it's all gone. Oh. Uh. Yeah, so Convoy does the same thing. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, it was disheartening. The other day, I, I like the file I was playing on, I got pretty far. I think I had three of the spaceship parts collected, and I just couldn't make it to a camp, an encampment, which is where you repair all your vehicles. And you died. And I, like, I couldn't make it there in time, and I died. But Brutal I also, bad. I know. I also ran out of gas before that, and I thought that would be the end. But then the game has this cool, like, encounter thing that happens when you run out of gas. It's like, oh, you're stranded here. <laughs> you end up, like, waiting a week or whatever. And then either bandits or, like, civilians will come, like, near you, I guess, and you flag them down. Okay. And you can, like, maybe barter to get the gas off of them or you have to fight them. Like, whatever. But it's, it's cool that it didn't just game over me at the no fuel right away. Nice. So, yeah, that was fun. But so, Convoy. So check that one out. Convoy, yeah. Convoy's good. Is it on Steam? It's on Steam, yes. Nice. That's that's where we like to get most of our games. Yeah. But, so that's <laughs> anyway, what we've been playing this week. That is all we've been playing. Just a little bit of just a little bit of play time this week. But um, let's move on to our news topics. Um, again, a slow week after our massive week of news um, with, e- with E3. So much stuff coming out. It's been a slow few weeks post E3. Um, yeah. So not a ton of news topics, but a couple that we just thought um, we'd bring up and discuss. So first off, No Man's Sky is ready to go. It's gone gold. They've finished the game. It is uh, the disc is ready. They they posted a selfie on their social media with the with the disc and the whole crew, um, yeah, which that. was pretty cool to see. Um, and it's it's all it's less than a month away, which is, is it actually? exciting? Yeah, time time is flying. Back. I know. Like well, I it would have been out by now. It would have, yes. It would have been out by now. But And did they go gold before or after their original release date? Like, did they... Interesting. I wonder Because they, the... they could have just, like, panicked and yeah. released it on their original... Yeah, they could have. ...original release date, but that, that would have been funny. Wow, good <laughs> for them. We're looking forward to No Man's Sky. Um, less than a month away, we'll be playing that one for sure. Um, but the big news that everybody seems to be talking about... And we'll, Literally everybody. We'll wade into it because it's all you can hear about right now. And how frustrating for us. And that's Pokemon Go. I'm so, so Pokemon mad. Go has launched worldwide. 
in quotes, yeah, worldwide, quotes. it's launched, people are playing it, it's all the major sites are talking about, but for their, you know, for A, the massive amount of people who are playing, there's a huge player base, yeah. and B, the massive outages and the struggles with the servers to keep up with the traffic, and then there's the stories of like people walking into weird places and stuff and finding weird okay, like, crap in real life looking for Pokemon. I've heard of the dead body guy. Yeah, the dead body or like people going into the police station because there was like yeah. Pokemon there or something. Yeah, just you hear weird about, stuff. Did you hear about the guy who was working at a bank and he was on Pokemon Go at work and then they were like, you, yo, you can't take any pictures in the bank and now he, like, he might lose oh. his job if they find anything. Oh, like oh. saved on his phone. That yeah, sucks. So. But you know what else sucks? Is that's not available in Canada. Yeah, that sucks for us a lot. Nintendo? Come on, Ni man. Tech and whoever else is involved. Seriously. Are you serious? Like, like what's... Okay. I mean, other than, okay, obviously there's shortage or er, service problems <laughs> yes. already. I get it. But maybe release that in Canada as a test market. Like, we'll do that for you. No, but no seriously... Place. Like, something like 90% of the Canadian population is within 50 kilometers. That's yeah. like 30 miles for, or 20 whatever miles yeah. for you Americans with, but from the border yeah, to like the we're U.S. Real, we're all really, We're really, really close. close to where you can play the game, but no, we can't play the game. Right. Like, come on. Seriously? But, I mean, if you really needed to play the game, oh, there's all the illegal APKs. Like, you can just download it. Yeah. Someone, you, someone actually posted a fresh download link to his Facebook today. So, like, just before this pod, just before we started recording, I saw that my buddy had posted a link. He's like, if anyone wants to play, here's the APK link. Go nuts. You know what? Okay, that's great. But I want, I want to play the, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I want to play the legit game. I don't want to have yeah. to worry that I might get banned. Yeah, or, it feels cheap. Right, um, like. But come and, on. But now, and now I feel like I'm behind. I don't know if there's a competitive side or anything like that. Well, it's geographical, right? So there is a competitive side, but because we're, in, like, we're just oh, going to start behind okay. them, right? So okay. you'll All be right. behind if you go, have to go to the States. Right. If I go on vacation, I'm just behind. You're so behind. <laughs> You're done. Um, but even am I going to be behind? When it gets officially released, are my friends who have the illegal APK, are they going to be like, allowed to keep their progress? See, this they'll is be why it's ahead. stupid. That's what I mean. This, are they going to have to download the, the actual version? App? Or so. like, what's going to happen? Who knows? This like so many problems. So many. If it were EA, this would be what is EA screwing up this week? Definitely. Ah, uh, yeah. But it's not if, EA. If it was EA, it would be. It's not EA, but it's still a screw up. And it's all everyone's talking about. So you go on any major game site, YouTube any channel, anything. They're all American. Even, They're all like, oh, Pokemon like Go. And we're like, okay, guys, yeah. can't play the fucking game. Dude, even like Reddit, but non-gaming subreddits will be like, look at this thing that's slightly related to this other subreddit topic, the yeah. main one. But then it's also Pokemon Go related. And I'm like, get out of here. Seriously. <laughs> Disappointing. Yeah. Like I, it, I really just want to catch some fucking Pokemon. <laughs> just like want to get out there and creep out real people aiming my phone at them. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I want to do is when it does get officially released, I'm excited to go outside and see other people Pokemon going. Like, yeah. That's be part of the fun. Yeah. So hopefully Whatever. that happens soon. We have no news on when it's going to be released, right? Well, it said coming soon. Yeah, whatever that means. So, whatever. So, no Man's Sky has been coming soon for like a year and a half. Yeah, so, brutal. But I'll get it when it comes out. Like, I mean... Oh, yeah, 100%. No judgment. Okay, that's the news. 
we, we couldn't find, we didn't want to talk about anything else because nothing else is really noteworthy. And because I'm so bitter that all the other news stations were talking about this so much. So we're moving on. We're, we're done with the news, sort of. Well, that's another thing is that there's no news probably because all the, all the reporters and all the news. <laughs> they're all playing Pokemon they're Go. They're all playing Pokemon Go, man. Brutal. Everybody's playing Pokemon Go. And, like, Nintendo's stock has gone up over 25%. And Pokemon Go already has more daily active users, users than Twitter, which is mind-blowing. And Tinder. And Tinder. Well, that's even that's more mind-blowing. That's uh, blowing. <laughs> My <Somebody's> mind. mind. <laughs> yeah, somebody's mind. <laughs> All right. Enough. Enough. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to a fan favorite segment, uh -huh. Worldwide Renowned. Everybody, see, this is, the, this is what Canada Canadians can do when they're not playing Pokemon Go, they can talk about what is EA screwing up this week. <laughs> what are they screwing up? I could truthfully again slow anything. news week. Um, this is this is more of a preemptive screw up, yeah, than an actual screw up. I so agree with this. Uh, so <laughs> EA and Paramount Studios are in discussions. It's unclear what point it's at, but to create a Battlefield television show. A television show based off the Battlefield IP, mm -hmm. which you just know it's gonna suck. It's either gonna, it's gonna suck, or they've got to make it like as good as Game of Thrones. There's like, or it sucks. If it's not really, really good, it's gonna suck. So here, maybe what they'll do is they'll make a totally, completely different TV show and just slap the Battlefield name on it to get the press. Maybe. But if it's based like. Any in any way off the video game, it's going to be tough to turn that into a television series. It's a right, video I game. I don't, I don't think they can use the story or anything from the game. Like uh, just because that would be so bad. And there is a terrible history of. Uh, f okay, first of all, there's a terrible history of video game licensed movies. Yes. But this is a television show. This is a whole right. different beast. Right. Also, these are two companies with just a whole bunch of executives. <laughs> Like EA and Paramount, you know that it's just going to be a bunch of like people talking and saying, "That's not fun. That is fun," and they might not even be close to right at all. And hey, be like, this is our best IP. Maybe we should make something else from it. I right, know. Like, Let's make a TV should, show. Great we idea. Should, we should milk this money cow for <laughs> even more money. That's right. Like, it's crazy. Now, soon they're going to start airing on television simulations of their sports games. No fucking way. Is that actually a thing? No, I'm just kidding. But, okay, but, see, that, I, I but they've to. already got the commercials <laughs> built right into Madden. I'm telling you, see, you don't know what these EA guys are going to do. And it's starting with this TV show. They're taking over the world. Sorry, that's a little bit over the top. But <laughs> they're, the world. they're starting a TV show on the Battlefield license. And, okay, maybe it's not a screw-up yet, but it's just a, like a, you know what, here's the seeds of a screw-up being planted. Yeah, and I'm gonna watch their growth intently, and ready to harvest the crop of screw up when it is ready. I'm excited to see this progress as it goes because they're gonna announce like <laughs> every little bit. You know, oh, they're yeah. gonna say, "Here's the actors," like because oh, yeah. it's all publicity. They just wanna have their name being talked about, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so definitely. they're gonna pick like actors, and I'm gonna go, "Why? Why'd they pick that guy <laughs> or that girl?" I'm gonna go, "I'm gonna." Oh, it's gonna be. And it might make you buy Battlefield One. Well. I already need to buy an Xbox One now because Red Dead Redemption, although this isn't our, technically our news piece, but I should mention it, Red Dead Redemption got the backwards compatibility, 
So you can play Red Dead Redemption on your Xbox One now? In preemptively for the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. We think. <laughs> unconfirmed. <laughs> but but still, like, that would be unbelievable. And I so I want to get an Xbox One just so I can play Red Dead Redemption on my Xbox One. But then because of the new, like, sharing compatibility with PC Windows 10 and you Xbox One. just play One, it on your computer. Just play it on my computer. And you I can do. stream the Battlefield TV show right to your computer. Right on. Perfect. <laughs> Great. I wonder if it'll get onto Netflix or... I bet EA would, like, release its own TV platform Oh, for you this know game. they've got something slimy like that in the works. Like, you got to go on Origin to watch the show. That would be brutal. Who's okay, you know what? <laughs> EA, EA, we got our eye on you. Yeah, yeah, As we're always, ready now. We're ready. <laughs> we're not going to let any of this crap slip by. Like some no of the other way. stuff you pulled. Okay. Any Moving move on. They make, any move they make, we're right on that. Moving on. Moving on to another favorite segment of ours, where we comb through the library of games released this week in our Steam Picks of the Week. We needed some theme song music for these incredible segments. So, <laughs> Steam Picks of the Week. I'll go first, because we've talked a little bit about mine already. And this is a pick not from this week, but from last week, because we weren't here. Mm -hmm. um, so my Steam pick of the week is Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Nice. Um, and on its page, I've deleted it, but you guys can go check it out on the page. I've been playing it. It follows the you know same Lego Star Wars Lego games formula, um, puzzles to solve. You can play as every Star Wars character imaginable, like literally, cool. like people you haven't even heard of. Like I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I haven't heard of a lot of these characters. So you know they they went into the woodwork to get these little Lego pieces characters in there. Do they, or do you know if, I don't know if you know the cartoon, like the animated Star Wars? Yeah, good question. I don't know. Okay. I, I, would, I would think that there'd probably be some of those characters well, in it, but I haven't, I haven't crossed any yet, so okay. I'll let I you just, know. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me know. But let lot, all of us. A lot let of characters, it's fun to play. They've, they've introduced, actually, this new uh, kind of like third-person shooter mechanic, right? Oh, yeah, the cover to system. To the gunplay, the I cover system. To get, it's pretty simple. Like, it's not... Like the, it's just something to keep it fresh, right, between the platforming and puzzle sections. So it's yeah. good. Definitely worth a look. If, you, if you're into that kind of stuff, for sure play the game. And maybe a game to jump into if, uh, if you thought maybe you'd like to try out this series. You know what I would like to see? Uncharted level of gameplay, like Uncharted 4, with uh, Lego Star Wars. Like any Lego game. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. So you could do, if there was a new Indiana Jones or whatever, whatever the next big adventure movie is. Yeah. Make a Lego game based on it, and do and it the same. Have, and but have it have like crazy over the top like Uncharted style gameplay. That'd be so fun. Think about it. That'd be crazy. Well, really, any game with Uncharted style gameplay would be fun. It would be. They should have a <laughs> GTA Six open world with game with climbing with, the buildings and stuff. With climbing the buildings, climbing like a mountain. There's got to be a cliff face in it. Okay, you know what? That that that's our that's my Steam pick of the week. We're getting off topic because we're just we're dreamers right now. Oh, oh well, we got to be dreamers all the time. We're dreaming man. because we don't have Pokemon Go. Anyways, exactly. Josh, what's your Steam pick of the week? All right, my Steam picks of the week. One is a uh, oh, DLC. He's go you're going off the board again with the double pick. Yeah, one is one's a DLC, but it's uh, okay. Arma Three Apex DLC. Okay. So it's uh, it's a DLC, obviously, for Arma Three. Arma 3, if you're into like military simulators, third person, this game, Arma 3 is for you. It is 
a massive island in like Ultra HD, crazy inventory systems. There's just so much going on in Arma 3, like bullet physics, everything. It's got, it's, their goal is to be as realistic of a, a military simulator as you can be. And now they've got Apex, which introduces a whole bunch more content. Yeah, I've looked into that game. I mean, it's look, it's definitely interesting and one that I might, I would like to play, but it just seems like something that would have a bit of a learning curve, oh, um, yeah. just with the realism, because like you can't just Rambo style and run in, right? Because like exactly. if it's so realistic, you get shot once or twice and you're probably dead. You're and, dead or like injured and you can't walk. And anymore. that would definitely be me, because I'm terrible. <laughs> So I've stayed away. Um, plus, it's got a big price tag. So it does have a big price. But tag. Uh, but definitely looks like an amazing game. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then my other Steam pick of the week is a game called Inside. Mm. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Seen a lot of YouTubers playing this one. Yeah. So I've heard mixed reviews on this game. It's by the creator of Braid, which was an amazing kind of two D yeah game with a cool time manipulation mechanic. That's right. But Inside is hunted and alone, a boy finds himself drawn into the center of a dark project. Um, so this is kind of 2.5D. You always seem to just be moving left to right, but the all the mm -hmm. environments are in 3D. Like, like it, it looks pretty good. I was surprised, I, truthfully, yeah. at how good it looked. I actually think it looks really good, and for this kind of story that it looks like it's telling, again, I haven't played it yet, but for the story it looks like it's telling, it looks like this is a really good art style for that. Yeah, like, for you're sure. this boy who has to just avoid getting caught, it looks like. And there's just kind of ominous stuff going on. There's underwater segments. There's dogs chasing you. It looks well-polished, that's for sure. Yeah, it looked a bit creepy, like a bit of a, yeah, bit of a strange totally, vibe to it. Totally like a creepy vibe. There's like, sometimes you can see in the background people that seem just like mindless. Yeah. It's like, follow. I, I'm sure this game has a hidden message and... I'm scared. Oh, I, I get. I'm just scared looking at it. I'm sure it's not even that scary. I'm just. Mm. I'm just I mean, IGN. Wimp. IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Giant Bomb gave it a five out of five, and Polygon gave it nine point five out of ten. What? So yeah. IGN like, gave I, it a ten out of ten. Yep. Masterpiece. Inside is a two D puzzle platformer that builds upon what Limbo made great. Or sorry, I said it was by the maker of Braid, but it's actually by the maker of Limbo. That is completely my fault. What is anyway. what is video games a screwing up this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but IGN is... Uh, IGN with reviews. a 10 out of 10. Wow. And all the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. 95% of the 2,600 reviews are positive. Okay, so pretty safe pick, I'd say. Yeah, but on the other side of that coin, I've heard some people say it's kind of boring. Right. You are always just going left to right and like jumping over things, basically. Navigating the environment. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are our Steam picks of the week. Lego Star Wars Inside and Armas 3's DLC. Thanks. Just a reminder that Video Games A is brought to you by Yes Guy Gaming. Check out Yes Guy Gaming's website or YouTube channel for video game reviews as well as every episode of Video Games A. So head over there, like, subscribe, share, do all that great stuff. We definitely appreciate any and all support here on Video Games A. And on that note, let's get back to the show, eh, bud? Now it's time... For a new a new segment, Josh. A new segment. We're gonna kind of call it new because we've touched on this kind of stuff. We used to kind of let our what we've been playing this week just filter into a topic organically, but now we're gonna set a topic and then kind of just see where it, see where it takes us to get in some real real life discussion. 
IRL discussion. IRL. So, I'm ready. So what we're talking about today in our show is, is gaming better than it used to be? So is contempor- are contemporary games better than some of the retro games that we hold so fondly in our memories? Um, and my inkling would be to say no. That gaming is not better than it used to be. I do not think so. Okay, I, I'm going to use what you just said, though, right before that as a jumping off point. Because I'm going to argue for the other side. I think it is better. I'm thinking, I'm think, I think it's at its best that it's ever been at. Um, and I'm, I think the reason people think that retro and older gaming is, was better is that nostalgic feeling. You want to be a kid in your basement or in your room playing on your TV with your dad or with your friends or with whatever, with whoever, like that just holds such a fond, good memory in your brain that it makes you think that those games were better and more fun. Definitely. There's definitely but, some nostalgia bias there. Yeah, yeah. For me especially, because um, I hold some of those older systems and games that I used to play so dearly. Um, but I'll make the point. Um, gaming today is Definitely better in certain areas, no question. Okay, I can I cannot make the argument that the graphics were better <laughs> right. back in the day. There's no like I'm sorry. Or some of the complications or the amount of stuff that you can include in game there's no way that right, but I can like, make that argument, right? And that's a hardware like because hardware has that's improved right. and software. That's right. Like so we can just do more now. So for me, I'm the type of gamer where that kind of stuff doesn't really matter as much. As long as it looks somewhat professional, and some of those older games, they looked like they were well put together aesthetically. Um, right. Even right. though they don't look quite nearly as polished as some of the stuff that uh, developers can put out today, um, I just think what we're seeing today with the indie space is a return to a lot of the stuff that people loved about some of those retro games, and that's why a lot of these indie developers are having such success. Um, in my opinion, is because they're taking on some of these things that that de- like AAA developers, the major developers, used to do. Mm. Um, I'll I'll give the example of Stardew Valley, um, you know, and that's that's a modern game, um, but it's it's a modern take on something that was quite successful for a small group of people, but quite successful in the past. Um, yeah. If you catch if you get my point there. Um, I think AAA titles are getting lazy, um, and I think they're they're relying too heavily on the the appearance and the glitz and the glam and the you know flash in the pan rather than actual substance where um, people would actually put some more time and thought into that stuff back in the day. Okay, I agree. On the AAA front, I think a lot of AAA gaming has become so like graphically oriented and like a high level of polish is what they're after and fidelity. That they've lost some of the, the drive to making the games more fun. Mm-hmm. I think GoldenEye, like a Nintendo 64 first-person shooter, and Call of Duty, uh, like a, recent, <laughs> a new fr- a first-person right. yeah. shooter, are basically the same level of fun to me. I don't know about other people, but to me, they're the same level of fun. But I think because that like AAA studios like Activision and EA and whoever else... Ubisoft, they are focusing so much on, okay, we how can we make this look better? How can we make like oh dynamic rain effect and all this mm-hmm. new stuff? It's like okay, but all you've done is 
the same game with 100 collectibles or the same game, just 10 new maps. But there's no change. And that's why I think indie games nowadays are going back to those retro roots and trying to build on them. Like like Stardew Valley, you said, is very similar to a part, it's Harvest Moon, basically. Yeah. But I think a lot of indie games, I'm going to use Super Hot as my example because it's a first-person mm-hmm. shooter. It takes a genre that's well-established, like well-established. Mm-hmm. And it, it says, you know what? This is like, what's a new thing we can do that's going to either make it more fun or at least change the type of fun you're going to have in the game? Um, and I think a lot of indie studios are doing that. Yeah, I, I I, I'm definitely with you there. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the indie space. I mean, the stuff that yes. those guys are doing, a lot of these, well, a lot of these companies are doing, taking some risks, doing some cool, interesting stuff. Um, but again, those those aren't the highest selling games. Right. And I, okay, I think that comes down a lot to marketing. I, right. Like, and I some of these big companies have the power to, right. to move their product, for sure. But even on these on the systems, right? Like, it's hard for indie developers to, for a lot of them, to make games that aren't for PC. Um, mm. As long as there's a fair amount of console gamers out there, there's going to be mostly these AAA or at least subsidiaries of these big companies making these games, right? And mm. then those are the games that are going to move their product. And, and for, for me, um, it, it, it's back to that, that point about uh, the, how it looks because people want to – how is it going to look in the commercial? Can we show it off really well so people buy it? That's really what they're after in some ways. Uh, but also because when I think back to the boundaries – that were being able to be, you know, pushed and constantly revolutionized um, in some of the older generations of gaming, like for example, the jump from 2D to the 3D space. Yeah, um, like that's huge. Like things like that. So, so things like that at the time were so exciting. Yes, there are still exciting jumps that are being made today, but I would argue that I don't think, like, I think as we continue to progress along the technological capabilities, I think those breakthroughs are going to be getting smaller and smaller like an asymptote um it like the jump from 2d to 3d how like it's hard to comprehend well that's i think that's the next jump well i think vr is gonna at least kind of pave that way a little bit okay because or or ar like augmented reality okay because like I, i hear a lot of people talking about there's all these games coming out for vr but they're all just like existing genres and then someone's like oh we'll just do that in virtual reality right but there's nobody has yet come up with a game that is virtual reality's genre. That it's like a game that couldn't be done on a two D screen, and has to be done in th- like in a three D environment that you see in your eyes. Totally. Like <clears throat> there was a game. Oh, I forget what it's called. It's called like Super Cube, I think. And it's it's like a Tetris three D Tetris. Yeah, yeah. Where you like are the block or mm-hmm. something. I'm not even sure how it works, but it's. And it's in VR, and it's crazy lights and colors and, like, explosions and all that stuff. But apparently that is kind of the direction. I mean, Tetris has been done, and 3D Tetris has been done as well. But that's the direction that VR is taking games. It's like, oh, now we have this new platform, this new way of displaying images and having players interact. So how can we... Yeah, grow on that. yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, so I think I get. I guess we got to make the distinction. Okay, so are we talking about the gaming scene as a whole? Is it better today than it is than it was uh, back then, or are we talking about the actual games? Um, and and I I would say that I agree with you that I think the gaming scene is probably the most exciting, at least that I've experienced in my lifetime. Um, and I can't really comment on <laughs> the time periods I wasn't around for. 
Um, <laughs> but it seems like a very exciting time, maybe in the history of, of you know, gaming in general. Um, but in terms of the games and the content that are actually being played and used on some of these platforms, VR, for example, yes, it's a new way to play games. Mm. Um, but the content at this point, and I expect that it'll grow and, and, and change and get better, but at this point, the content is so weak. Yeah. You know, but there's I, I no, think... there's not a lot there. It's cool, but it's technology cool. It's not yeah. the kind of stuff that Super Mario 64 would have brought to the table at a launch title for a new system, bringing a whole new way to play the game in a different space, but being polished, you know, and deep at the same time, having quality content there. I agree with that. I think VR, it's the same as with our the latest release of consoles, like the Xbox One, PS4, and Wii U. When they released, there were, weren't almost any exclusives, and there wasn't even many titles that were capable of playing, being played on those consoles. Right. And that's like VR. It just it, all the VR's headsets are released now, and there's no, there's still like developers are going, oh, now I can start making games, for that instead of in the past where consoles could guarantee, oh, you're gonna have you know 10 yeah. million people playing this game as if you release when we release the console. You right. Know what I mean? Well, and that that kind of that that's the that's kind of what I'm trying to get at here is like okay, so things are things are getting slower in the game development side of things because they right. need to catch up to the technology, right? So right. if I was smart, I would play games a generation behind. Right, because by then, like all the good games are out. That's right. That I'll get the best games for the generation, and I would argue that in previous generations. That existed still, but I think it was much closer. Oh yeah, than think, it is today. Um, yeah, with some early titles in systems lifetimes being real quality, whereas you know we're almost getting to the end of some of these systems lifetime. Like it, it feels short, and we're just starting to see some some real quality stuff. I mean, yeah, there's there's going to be quality and good stuff all all over the place. Mm. Um, but I just I just feel like on this system, like on the console. Space. I just, it feels like it's lacking to me. I, I agree. I think consoles in the, the last two generations, so Xbox One and 360, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. Um, I think they've been lacking early good titles. I think when the console releases, there's been, like I said, very few exclusives, and then they lack any like crazy good exclusives until almost the end of its life cycle and then Microsoft or Sony goes oh you like that game but well, now see what developers can do on the new console and it's like right. wait they, that took them three years to get that one out. I know so I agree with you on that front but I still think gaming like, both the game scene and games specifically are more fun now and I think but a lot of that has to come from the indie and does come from the indie space like I believe indie, like independent developers, are the biggest innovators now. Whereas, in the past, it was all AAA developers doing the innovation. Right, and and, and to me, like, it, it's easy for players like us to say, "Well, I'm just going to buy a nice PC because I can now play everything on my computer." Yeah, like I can do that. What's the point in owning a console? They're going to try to keep their exclusives, but. I get this huge indie space on the PC that's way more worth having a console, right? Mm -hmm. Where back then that wasn't an option. Um, but for a lot of players, that's still not a thing. Buying a console is still what they do. So the PC and indie space 
is in some ways inaccessible to a large part of the gaming oh, community, which as great as it is, I agree with you, it's great. And, and I think undervalued in terms of you know gaming and what games are, are being made, people just don't see it. People just don't right. find it, right? Because yeah. they buy the consoles. That's what they. That's what they get. That's what game like. Video. Yeah. A lot of video game players will just buy a console. They don't have a nice computer, nice enough to run some of these games, so they'll just play it on the console. Yeah, and and console gaming, for a lot of people, it's all about that life. Like you sit on the couch, you play with the controller. Mm -hmm. Not not a lot of people enjoy like the mouse and keyboard. That's right. right. Um, well, for me, for me, what also kind of plays a part in it, and because. There's been a few things that have been invented, I'll say, in recent years, like recent timing for gaming. Again, we're pretty young, so to say it's gaming better now or like it's not that yeah. long of a time. But there are things that I've seen been, we've seen been invented in our lifetime that didn't exist back when we were playing some of these games on N64, PlayStation 1, um, even before that on the Super Nintendo, Sega Dreamcast, things like that. Um, right. Well... <laughs> The ways of playing games, but also just the cons like development, developmental concepts, right? For gaming, also, like the mobile gaming to... scene, yeah. Like so, a free-to-play model, where yeah, that never like with microtransactions rather than you paying to play the game. That's totally new. Yeah. Or I, okay, that I don't like, and I agree that that is a a negative part of modern gaming. Right. Is that so? Playing. That and then also there's the idea of having. Like for example, the Call of Duty releasing its yearly iterations of the game. Yeah. Whereas I don't like that that, that was not nearly as prevalent on some of these older systems, um, mm. where people were still 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 figuring things out, um, but See, spending more time on one game to make it quality, um, right. rather than just rehashing the same thing. That is fair. It's good, um, but it's just rehashed too often. Right, and I think when they do a yearly like release schedule or whatever, it's that takes away from their ability to grow the game like organically. If they had a three-year development process between each game, then two years in, their designer could go, oh, you know, be a neat feature that we could still add now? And then they add that, and it's super fun. But with yearly ones, yearly development cycle, it's, you don't have time. You're just always, oh, deadline, 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 and then you have to release, and you haven't added anything. You've just upgraded some of your tech and whatever. That's right. And so, you know, for, for me, that's what people see. That's that's what most people see when you tell people who aren't gamers you're a gamer. Mm. I play video games. Yeah. Th that's the kind of stuff that they see. Oh, the Call of Duties. They right, see these because, major and, releases. That's well, what people that, know about. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to touch on is that those AAA studios have that marketing budget and they have access to like I I would I'm going to say younger gamers. Because I don't know a lot of 11-year-olds and up to 14 and 15-year-olds that have their own PCs that are capable of gaming. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But, but a lot of them will have parents that will just buy them a console because that's, that's right. easy. That's right. And you can easily, easier control or more control over the content that the kid plays on a console, right? Yeah. And I think because of that, that's, like a, lot, that's a huge market is, is kids or young teens and stuff. Well, we were there. Exactly. That was me. That was me with a console that my parents bought and a PC upstairs that barely ran Windows 98 Solitaire. Th that's right. <laughs> Windows 95, baby. <laughs> Dial-up connection. 
like <laughs> I, I I know for a lot of people it might be funny to hear me say, oh yeah, gaming was better back then. I mean, some of the older gamers go might hold on. Oh yeah, no, for sure, way better back then. Oh my favorite game. Mm. But some people might go, well, that's just kind of stupid to say. Um, but I would agree with you about the indie space. That's probably the shining light, or in my opinion, one of the better features that we've that have co- have has come to modern gaming. Um, it, again, it is so underused, but I would argue that that space emulates what was great about previous periods in this industry's history, um, and that's why it's so great. Uh, I agree with that. I think that in the indie space is doing what the old AAA space did. Right. And so, I, and for me, that's why gaming back then was better because those games, while there are similar revolutions and innovations are being shown, in, in the previous periods, like on the N64, for example, they were just so, these were front and center. This was, this was where the action was. This is what people were playing, and this is what people were seeing. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's kind of, that space is still there, but it's faded into, you know, the, the deeper corners of the PC gaming world, unfortunately. I, yeah, I agree that that is an unfortunate thing that's going on. Like, we gotta, we're gonna have to get a video games A, video game A, out there in the indie space. You can make it. You're, yeah. you're a developer. You know all about that. Dream. But we gotta get those big corporate, that's, it's, it's the unfortunate part, right? And, and so, when you look at some of the AAA games, like Nintendo, for example. Like, Nintendo had, had, has seen its glory days come and go. Okay, but that, I believe that Nintendo is still trying to do those, like, they're the only AAA on that scale, like, they have their own console and all that. Mm -hmm. That is doing a lot of innovative stuff. Yes, I agree, but they've lost their focus, in my opinion. I agree that they've lost their focus, but they are still, they're trying new things, it's just in the wrong direction. And and I respect that, I I respect that, but, uh, uh, right, and so they've just... They're thinking, oh, we've got to try to find new ways for people to play these games. Rather than say, well, we made great games. We used to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why people played our systems. Even on the Nintendo Wii, it still had a few really good games. Oh, I know. Twilight Princess, it had Pikmin, which is a really solid game. Just Super Smash, love, some new Super I Smash Bros. Stuff like Pikmin. that, right? <laughs> it had yeah. that stuff. Even though it was this console that a lot of people said was garbage. Now, I would agree. See, uh, but- but it's it's garbage in its hardware. Yeah. But in its innovation, in its innovation rather, it's it's not garbage. It's it had motion sensor controllers and which was really the, cool. The ability to like have a like all the Wii Fit stuff and Wii Sports and like that no other console has that. It was really cool, but it but took it away just, from the quality of the game. Exactly. Like it just doesn't sell the same way that the other consoles sell. Because people as much as like that's cool, you can move the controller. A lot of people just love sitting there with the controller in their hand and just pressing buttons. That's right. I think I think that would be a vast majority of yeah of the gaming community. And even if you change the controller up a little bit, like uh, companies have done that in the past, I still still think that doesn't interrupt people's you know space as much as changing the way like the VR space. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool innovation. Cooler than the motion control. Motion control was still cool, but the virtual reality is just oh, so, yeah. so VR much cooler. Like the next step, right? But again, like, the games just are not there, and it's hard to say at this point whether it will be given the time to have these games catch up to it. I think the trouble with things like VR and augmented reality headsets or however they implement those is going to be 
making them a common household item. When I, like growing up, every house I went into has a console. Like if if it has a kid. Yeah. Like it had a console. Consoles were like two hundred to five hundred dollars all my life, right? Uh, and now VR is like eleven hundred bucks for a Vive, which is the good console or the good VR headset. Well, it's actually more than that. Right. So it's okay. There you go. Point proven. And that and I only know you who owns one. I only so, know me who has one. Right, and they're just not commonplace household things, and that's what I think they need to achieve, is that it has to be a common household good. Well, and PlayStation VR might be able to do that. We don't know. Like, we might right. see them do that really well. Who knows? Right? I w you know what? I would like to see PlayStation VR ship with the new PlayStation, like the upgraded hardware one. That would be really, like, that would be really, and, and they might do some really cool stuff to get the hardware in people's hands, but again, I just, mm. I don't have the trust that they're going to be able to, that they may not lose or get distracted and take away from some of the quality of the games. Mm. I, I, like, I mean, they, you need to have good games if this stuff is going to stick. Yeah, that's another thing. You mentioned trust. Not a lot of people talk about it, but not a lot of gamers have a lot of trust in these big developers anymore. And, and that's why indie developers who have no like prior experience or anything or work to show off can come in and just say, like, look at this thing I made. You had no reason to trust me before, and you didn't trust me, but now I, I can prove to you I've made this amazing thing. Whereas AAA developers, we had their trust for a long time. They lost it in recent years, and now they have to either struggle to get it back or just continue pu pushing along without our trust. And I think that is a topic for another show, is the trust of the game. Yeah, industry. well, I think it's put us in an interesting position... Um that we've never seen before in the industry is that we have a huge community of people who know that these companies are swindling them right who, who are putting out these games and taking their money but they don't really care because it is it's all right only, stuff well it's all right stuff and it's the only stuff yeah at, at that fidelity and that kind of polish that's right especially on console there is not there's not a huge indie space on console although Microsoft and it's growing, yes. Trying, yeah, they're trying to grow it, but it's not there yet. Right. It's not the same. And when, when I look to the past and I look at some of the stuff that I... I still have some of these games in hard copy. Um, yeah. And even being able to play them through the use of emulators and stuff on the computer. Um, I find myself often rat wanting to go back and play a game I've already played. Yeah. Rather than a game, a newer game, partly because of the price tag... Partly because I know that these games are quality, and I just, I, I you can't say that, you can't say that these days. I know. Like taking yeah. a risk on a game back in the day, saving up my allowance to buy a fifty, sixty dollar game, without renting it prior to, was something that I was much more comfortable doing in years past. Now today, I even have more money to spend, but I'm just as an adult, but I'm just. It, it, the, again, it's it's like I don't know that this is going to be a good game. Right, and like, I think the opposite. Right, I'm I I my first thought is always like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all this great stuff is out there, or what looks like great stuff, like it looks cool in the commercial. Yeah. But then you hear about all this stuff, people, you know, the reviews and just like for example, Watch Dogs, just really. You know, oh, Watchdog was supposed to be like the greatest open world right, game was, ever. Was when supposed it was supposed to be so now. good, then it was so lackluster. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just a hit to my heart, right? Yeah, I agree. And it's like, okay, well, well, why would I not go back and play a game like, you know, Zelda games of the past? Mm-hmm. With where you know it's great, and you know it's eighty hours of deep fun with a great story. That yeah, you've heard the story, but it's worth it. And here's the thing: I've been going back and trying to review some of these older games, um, partly out of interest in my own, but partly because I think there's a community of people who are feeling sort of the way I'm feeling about this. Um, yeah. And I've been discovering some games that I've never played before, that are fun to go back and play now. That are older games that you can play now for free with an emulator. Yeah. Which so it begs the question: if people know about this, you don't even need that good a computer. These files. Right. Well, that's the thing. On some of these older games, are so tiny, mm-hmm. right? Not even a gig for a lot of these games. Oh, most of them. For most of them. Yeah. It's free. These companies obviously don't care about people using their stuff because it's so old. They're not going to be making any money off this stuff, right. anyways. Yeah. There's no one tracking down this stuff, like. Why, why, why wouldn't I tell a young kid, hey, what are you doing buying a PS4? Yeah. Why? It's $400 plus games you don't have to spend when right. you can go back and play these games for free. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would argue, though, that, yeah, those, yeah, you can go back and play great older games for fun. But to the kid who's buying a PS4, or even if it's a 20-something buying a PS4 so that he's well aware of the older games even. You yeah. know what I mean? But some people don't want to play a game they've already played or okay. or even they don't want to deal with that low fidelity that the old that the old hardware limited them to. Like, they just couldn't have as many polygons on a 3D model back in the day. Yeah, and I agree. I, I got to agree with that. There are some really shit-looking games yeah. Um, that that came out that looked okay at the time. Like Star, for example, Star Fox on the original Super Nintendo. Yeah, great looking game like at the time. Like at the time, the 3D polygons were like, oh wow, it's great. But like you look back at it now, it's like you can barely tell what's mm. going on. Mm. Right. So okay, I, yeah, yeah, I probably you're right. I probably wouldn't go back and play that game. Um, and that and I guess maybe that limits your choices in terms of what you could play if you were going to go back and revisit some of those old games because they're only there aren't a lot of them that have really stood the test of time, so to speak. Like, there are some games that still look fine um, yeah. and look decent. Like, some of the Zelda games. Like, though, like I'm actually impressed with some of these Super Nintendo games and how good they've looked. Um, like, Zelda, the Zeldas for Super Nintendo look awesome. I yeah. played a couple of volleyball games that I had never tried before um, that are actually really good. Like, Yo, some I, really good stuff. In a In a... On the side, I saw someone is making a rugby game, like a full 3D kind of polished-looking AAA-style rugby game, and that gives me great hope that someone might make a AAA volleyball game soon. Like, Fingers crossed. Yeah, why not? Someone do it. <laughs> well, again, and a game from the PS1 era that I've played called Women's Volleyball Championship did it right. How so? They got it. They got indoor volleyball right. How did they get Incredibly. it right? Incredibly. Passing, you could run any combination of attacks. Sorry to all our non-volleyball uh, yeah, yeah, this, jargon, this be... <laughs> jargon speakers out there. I sometimes yeah. forget. We're talking about volleyball. Okay, so you can run any type of attack with your hitters that you want. Yeah. So you've got your front row. Attackers. And your back row. You can set anybody. You can set you pass, any ball. You can stack your block. You can aim where you're hitting it. Pound. See, that, you can that do means all they this. Must, yeah, they must have had like a real volleyball. That's right. 
consultant on this. That's right. And so, right. you know, you look at Outlaw Volleyball, which is like what people think of when you talk about volleyball video games. They yeah. fight mid-rally. Yeah, like that doesn't happen. Like ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's just like... It's like Volleyball Street or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, you know, it's just it's garbage. Um, and I don't know. I just, I prefer... I mean, I, I'm still excited about new games that are coming out because um, there are there is great stuff coming out that is really exciting and looks real good. Um, mm. You know, quality stuff like Uncharted Four, an awesome game. Like, it, it yeah. looks amazing and is an incredible game. Like, I, hard to say that gaming isn't great today and games aren't great today because they are. Um, but I, I just don't think it's as common in the spotlight as it used to be, which is disappointing to me. Mm. I think another thing that we didn't address is the difficulty of games and how and that does play a part in the fun level, the fun factor. I think older games were harder because they were less forgiving, but they were easier because they could do like less difficult they could make you do less difficult things because of the hardware limitations. Right. So where in modern all modern shooters you get hit, screen glows red around the outside. You, t you stop, you take cover, and you, you heal full health. Yeah. You don't have a health bar. You don't have hearts. That's just how you health You recover works. it, yeah. Yeah. But in games like Zelda, where you had hearts, if you don't eat something or get those hearts refilled, and then you lose all your hearts, you die. Even if you're out of combat for four hours running around, you're going to die if you take another hit. Yeah, right? like, it brings up a good point about how clever some of these developers were to get around the technological limits but still mm -hmm. kind of keep gameplay smooth back in the day. Um, like, Zelda's sort of like an, advent an adventure game, mm -hmm. like an adventure RPG. It's a weird combo in there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not the shooters. Like, but in GoldenEye, um, they didn't have that, but... They, they had a health bar. They had though. the health bar. And um, armor bar. You know, and the armor bar, right? But, but it, it, see it made sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it made sense that if you lost your health, you're dead. You're dead. Like you don't just sit there and recover it and heal, right? Because we were patient. We were more patient back then with our games. Yeah. Maybe and oh. maybe it's partly uh, as the players we've changed as well for sure, um, and the way we look at games are, are totally different. But uh, right, I I think now if a, if a shooter, and I mean the division, kind of does this, but if a shooter, a first person shooter, just threw you in there with a health bar, that didn't recover at all. People would be mad. They would think that game's almost impossible. It's hard. Yeah. I don't want to play that. But The Division, which is a third-person shooter RPG, does it pretty well. Like, you have health. You take damage. You have to eat or take med packs or whatever to heal. You don't just recover health. And I think that's, I think that's cool. And arguably more fun to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, an inter it's an interesting time. Mm -hmm. And I think... And I mean, the first-person shooter genre, just as a specific example, is really young, right? Like, it, it doesn't go back as far as some other genres. Well, it goes back as far as, like, the original Doom. Right. But the even, but even like, so platformers and even the, some yeah, of the arcade-style games are, are much older. Oh, much uh, older, yeah. Much, much older um, and have a longer history. And some of those games have even gone away. Like, nobody would play them anymore. Like Pac-Man, for example. Such yeah. a simple game. That's moved into the mobile space. That mm -hmm. people are playing that in true game. To what people would feel like they are true gamers. Don't play that kind of stuff anymore. Where gamers in the past, that's what you played. Because that's, that was the most fun there was. Right, it's interesting. It, mm. It's really interesting. Like, 
I, I don't know. It's hard. I, I think there was a golden age there for me um, for a couple for a couple years there, and and start. And it's, we're we're on a bit of a decline, in my opinion, in terms of just the corporate trying to take advantage now, noticing how yeah. much money this stuff can make, and right, it's, really it's, getting its hands in there. It's such a big multi-billion-dollar industry, and I think yeah, the corporate giants are all trying to be like, we need a, our chunk of that. So I think that detracts from it. But I, we haven't talked a lot about uh, like strategy and real-time strategy and that kind of genre. But I think, because that is mostly PC as well. But I think those games are steadily getting better to me. Whereas like Age of Mythology and Age of Empires and those games in the past, those were great games. Those were the pinnacle of RTSs. Mm -hmm. But I think... RTSs and strategy genre had its decline there for a while. It was, it kind of has sucked for the last couple of years, but I think we're gonna see it make a resurgence in the next couple of years. And yeah, okay. So you know what? I, I guess I would agree with you. If we're talking purely the PC gaming and the genres that are best suited for that uh, medium, if we're talking mm -hmm. about that space. I have to concede that it is probably the best time that it's ever been and I would expect that it would continue to be the best time that it's ever been as it continues to evolve and grow mm -hmm. I mean I, I I just see it growing and, and getting better with the immersion of the indie space and with the more easily accessibility of technology for sure mm -hmm. for sure I gotta agree with you there I mean yeah people had made some great stuff in the past but like for example Age of Mythology somebody can do that same game now with even added depth or not, and still make that same game or make it better today, um, yeah. and and people do it frequently. I agree, um, but if we're talking about the console space and some of the AAA stuff that's coming out, I I, I definitely hold hold firm that uh, that the past that the I would still I would still think that some of the games of the past, and I mean yeah, there's a broader range to choose from. Like I, like there's way more systems in the past than there are right the one right now the one generation mm -hmm. um but I'll, I'll i'll say i'll say like super nintendo um nes some of the sega systems through there up until playstation one um n64 not the original xbox but back then i would say that's kind of um where my head is at in terms of where things were really really quality for hmm. me for me anyways yeah i see i i think that the modern to me because I'm a PC gamer now, that's it's that's where it's at. I think if you want the most fun games, look at the good indie games from for PC in the last five years. Well, I like, agree. I'm learning. Are, yeah. Um, as well, we didn't talk at all about esports and that <laughs> scene because that is just its own beast on its like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like and the fact that it's grown so rapidly in just three years basically like three years ago there was maybe a hundred people watching esports or whatever and now it's like million people well, tune into these streams and that's and, you know what that's a total other topic like what the internet yeah. has done for gaming is a whole yeah. other let's can, save that can let's of worms that. on its own uh, i mean we could have argument truthfully i would have arguments for both sides that it's hurt and helped it in a lot of ways so um, but we I, can talk about that another day for sure but uh, i would like to say that i think competitive multiplayer is and that's a recent thing that wasn't possible on old consoles. You didn't mm -hmm. have the internet and stuff. Um, I think competitive multiplayer and cooperative multiplayer, not couch co-op. That's a thing of the past, unfortunately. 
<laughs> but you're you're making my points for me, buddy. <laughs> no, no. But I think the competitive <laughs> multiplayer, though it may not be for us, I think a lot of people think that that is the most fun that gaming's ever been. Like I think people who play League of Legends and Overwatch and all and Dota and all those games, that to them is like the dream. You can come home from wherever you've been all day and play or stay home <laughs> and just play your competitive game against other human beings. You can talk to them. You, like that whole element of gaming is completely fun. Yeah, and I and I I see that to some level, but it, it, it it's my my understanding is limited for that. Um, because what that does is it's killed the local multiplayer, which to me is much more social than an online experience ever could be. Right. Even with voice chat and things like that, like having your buddy there right beside you. For example, Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Has totally changed, and its appeal to me has lessened with the advent of kind of this online stuff. And for some people, it's their interest has improved, for sure. I mean, it is a matter of perspective and interest there. But for me, having three friends that you're duking it out with in the same room, um, where only one person has to have the console, it's much more accessible and personal um, than some of the experiences you're having now, which I agree, it is sad to me that uh, couch co-op is dying. And But for a lot of people are excited about what the internet and the online competitive brings. But for me, I, I just one of the players that kind of wishes that I could still have my friends over and play these games with them. I think uh, a lot of that fun is that you can also like pause the game and you're still with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's whereas, true. Whereas it's like if we were playing Super Smash Bros, four of us online, and then we're like, yo, man, I'm kind of getting bored of Super Smash. Like, you want to do something else? No, <laughs> we can't. No, there's three. We can't. Like, <laughs> like we're far away. <laughs> we're not in the same room. <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh yeah, I, let's I, play something else. Well, we. What, I don't, what else? I don't, yeah. What else do we all own? I don't have the copy, bro. Right. See, that's the problem. Sorry. As well. Like, you the know, local cop was is a relic that will be and is missed dearly. Rest in peace. Hopefully, it's coming local back. Local co-op. <laughs> rest in peace. Well, you know what. I think that brings us to the end of our, our discussion about is gaming better than it better today than it used to be. Um, I I will concede that maybe at some level it is a matter of, of opinion. Oh, uh, I think it's a hundred percent opinion and and kind of the way you play. Right, and and yeah. And so I think I think for Josh and I, Josh is a PC gamer, and for him he's fired up about what's going on right now. And I I, I historically I'm a bit more of a console gamer and kind of wishing that things would return to the past, but definitely. If you watch this and you stuck around, please, we want to hear what you guys think. Um, please let us know if you think gaming is better today than it has been in the past. We want to hear about it. I, I have a question. Is there an email that viewers and listeners can email us at? Email the show? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, because I would like... Way to point out a flaw in Yes Guy Gaming. There is no email like... as of yet. Okay, I would like a... If we can set an email up, because then we can have kind of a, a mailbag. And if so if people, listeners, do email us, we will definitely read out and answer any questions or talk about things that you want us to talk about from your emails. So if we can get an email okay. set up maybe by next episode or whatever. Okay, that's some homework for us here at Video Games A is to get yeah. set up with some, some contact info. For now, what you can do is comment on our, on our YouTube channel. Head over there. Write, write what you think. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you think. If you think we're idiots, let us know if you think we're geniuses. Let us know some of your thoughts in the comments on our YouTube channel. Unfortunately, if you're listening on a podcast, there's not a ton of ways that you can 
communicate with us right now, but we'll get that up, up, up and running. Um, but Josh, I got to thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Garrett. Thanks for having me. I had fun. I think we should uh, do this again. <laughs> I, I agree. I definitely agree. We will because we always do. Took we a couple always... weeks off, but we're, we were back. Episode yeah. we, 13. We were, we were both busy those both weeks. So Un Episode unlucky number 13, but for us here at Video Games A, it might be lucky number 13. Hey. So share the word, spread to your friends, tell us, tell them all about Video Games A, um, and t tweet at Nintendo. Tell them to get Pokemon Go into Canada. Yeah, if you're mad like we are, and I know a bunch of Canadians that are. Yeah, let them know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let them know. Let's go. But i got to thank you guys so much for watching and hanging out with us here on Video Games A, and we definitely hope to see you next time.